Coming up on Transformers University, it was a tough weekend for the City Commanders. We're talking two of the most important episodes of Headmasters right now on Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucalli, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info, the website, the Tory Archive, TFU News and Views podcast, this podcast, and oh so much more. I want to welcome you to episode number 131 of Transformers University. Hope you enjoyed our last episode as we rung in New Year of 1988. But before we get deep into the year 1988 became, we need to wrap up some of the loose ends from 1987 namely the Japanese cartoon continuity. So for the next few episodes, we're heading back to Japan, Japan for a little bit before diving into the content from North America and Europe. But there's a reason to be excited. The next few episodes of Transformers Headmasters are some of the most important and unforgettable of the series, though not always for the intended reasons. Before we dive into the two episodes we're covering this time around, I do want to remind you about our Patreon. It's a great place to interact with me, get early access to episodes, and be a bigger part of things by helping support the show. I've been giving this a lot of thought lately, and especially with the volatility of Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it these days, uh, for me as a content creator, it's highly frustrating uh, to see Elon Musk kind of set aflame Twitter and continue to push folks elsewhere. As of this writing, Twitter is my largest audience, right? It's at roughly 6,000 followers, and I can't reach them because they're leaving or because the algorithm doesn't want to serve my uh, post to them. Um, and if I can't reach them and if I can't reach you uh, directly, can't continue to grow this show and this podcast and the website and everything else and the oh so much more that we keep talking about at the beginning of the show. So instead of relying on the algorithm, instead of relying on Twitter, I do implore you to join the Patreon if you haven't done so already. Uh, membership started at a dollar a month and allows me to be directly in touch with you on every single episode. Plus, I've been cooking up some new ideas and ways to make the Patreon more exciting and rewarding. So stay tuned for that if you're part of the Patreon. If you're not part of the Patreon, like I said, please join up. Uh, it'd be really welcome on my part. It does help uh, support the show. And it allows me to make sure that you are informed about the show and that you don't find out about things uh, late or uh, by accident. <laughs> uh, so with that all wrapped up let's move on to the reason when you're here Transformers namely the two episodes of Headmasters we're going to cover today and we'll start with this one from January 22nd 1988 season 1 episode 24 no no, no Jack Bauer here entitled Ultra Magnus Dies Jeez, I wonder what happens no really no really that's the title um, that has to be a red herring right uh, even the Omni production folks wouldn't uh, be so silly as to give away a spoiler like that, would they? The death of Ultra Magnus. All right, I guess we know how this ends. Let's strap in and head to Autobot Base at night on Earth, potentially Florida, based on the way the map is uh, shown and zoomed into. Not my house, I assure you. Uh, and at this Autobot base, uh, the Decepticon Murder Squad, a.k.a. the Headmaster Decepticons, uh, they invade and take over the Bates, killing a bunch of Autobot generics because they are the Decepticon Murder Squad. And uh, fortunately, the Autobots uh, on Sydney can observe from Exposition Base. I'm afraid, so far we haven't got a clue what Galvatron's plans are. There must be more to it than meets the eye. They said the thing! 
Those Autobots debate what Galvatron's next step could be, and Highbrow returns to his work decoding the microchip from the Dogman uh, that we met a few episodes back. Find out Galvatron is plotting to take over the Earth and Sixshot, along with Galvatron, are awaiting Scorponok's eventual power grab. Meanwhile, Scorponok reveals his plans to Weirwolf. The Decepticons begin their assault of Earth under Sixshot's leadership. We get some Monsterbot love in the form of Doublecross uh, fighting and losing to the Headmaster Harakons. Ultra Magnus sends in Raiden and others to assist in the defense. But back at Exposition Base, Highbrow tries to crack the code of Scorponok's weakness, along with Daniel and Wheelie, and he realizes he needs to take a new approach. Back on Earth, the battle rages on. Sixshot takes on Ultra Magnus. Remember me? I am your death wish. You know, I wonder how this will turn out. The death of Ultra Magnus. So Ultra Magnus fights Sixshot, but he's outmatched. Uh, he orders the train bots to send an SOS to Sydney, and the Autobots on Sydney leave Exposition Base and head to Earth. Sound Blaster informs Galvatron that Fort Max and his team are en route to Earth, and Galvatron sends Scorponok to Earth to intercept. Back on Earth, Sixshot continues to pummel Ultra Magnus. I wonder how this is going to turn out. The death of Ultra Magnus. Sixshot also has something else to reveal. Sixshot showed Ultra Magnus his six different forms, but there's one more deadly combination that no one has ever seen before, and it's called Wing Wolf. This is the last and best of them all. Watch out for your life. Only we have seen it before on this podcast. Back in episode 125, we got to see Sixshot's seventh mode in our coverage of the Headmaster's manga. Now, Scorponok arrives on Earth and contacts the Headmaster Murder Squad to enact his plan. Back in the fight, Sixshot shoots Ultra Magnus one more time. I wonder how this is going to turn out. The death of Ultra Magnus. Fort Max and friends, they arrive, and the Headmaster Autobots use their head formation intact to defeat Sixshot. Cerebros tends to Ultra Magnus, but Magnus knows his time is short. You have to keep the peace on Earth. Don't let the Decepticons... Ultra Magnus! Ultra Magnus! Darn it. We can't let Ultra Magnus die just like that. We must avenge Ultra Magnus. Yes! That's quite the enthusiasm. Uh, the Headmaster Autobots gang up on Sixshot and he flees. The Autobots mourn Ultra Magnus and Metroplex, as is the way in the show, has an idea. Commander, I have a request. What is it? I don't want to bury Ultra Magnus in space as we normally do, sir. Ultra Magnus left the Earth and he sacrificed his life trying to protect it. So I suggest, sir, that we bury him right here on Earth. That's a very good idea. Why didn't I think of that? Metroplex then volunteers to take over leadership of the Autobots on Earth, and the Autobots bury Ultra Magnus at sea. Shall we bury Ultra Magnus in the river? It's beautiful. I believe Ultra Magnus would like to be in a place like this. I'll conduct the ceremony. Ultra Magnus, the brave warrior, my best friend, we must say goodbye now. Rest in peace. As long as I live, I will always remember you. Goodbye, brave warrior. So there you have it. One more to add to the body count in this series. And for such a major character, I feel like the send-off is somewhat underwhelming. Magnus is a big gun in just about every series he's ever been in. And uh, we barely get to see him get a few shots in on Sixshot. 
And it's kind of disappointing if you ask me. It's almost like we knew this was coming somehow. The death of Ultra Magnus. Disappointment aside, the series is now moving very quickly towards wrapping up the second major story arc. And uh, Galvatron's plan to invade Earth is underway, uh, as is Scorponok's planned betrayal. Highbrow continues to hack away on that microchip, trying to solve the mystery of Scorponok and his weakness. And Exposition Base continues to be the place to dump information pertinent to the story. But I wonder what will happen next. The death of Ultra- Stop that. It, it already happened. Uh, what happens next? You'll have to find out right after this. Hey, want to help out this podcast or the website tfu.info? There's a number of ways you can do it. Let me tell you how. You can help us directly by joining our Patreon and enrolling as a student at Transformers University. There, you'll get early access to the podcast as well as exclusive behind-the-scenes peaks and perks for as little as $1 a month. Sign up is quick and easy. Just swing on by to www.patreon.com slash tfuinfo. Another way you can help us is by using our Amazon link, www.tfu.info slash Amazon. Type that into your browser whenever you want to shop at Amazon and a portion of what you spend will be contributed back to us. It's that easy. Finally, you don't become the world's longest running transforming toy archive without some help from other fans. We're always on the hunt for photos of figures and accessories we're missing from our pages. If you'd like to contribute, go to tfu.info slash help for a list of what we need or send an email to info at tfu.info. tfu.info, the alpha trion and omega prime of transforming toys. Now, back to the show. The second episode we will cover is entitled The Emperor of Destruction Vanishes on an Iceberg. Uh, this is episode 25 of the series, airing one week after the previous one on January 29th, 1988. Of course, Omni Productions' version of the title is a little more on the nose. The final demise of the King of Destruction. And by the way, the Emperor of Destruction is Galvatron. I wonder what will happen. On Earth, Fortress Maximus and the Headmaster Autobots speculate on Decepticon's plans. Twincast and his cassettes decide to search for more info. Not to be left out, and known for his stealthiness, Metroplex decides to snoop for some information too. But before he can, he receives a radio signal. The enemies are attacking base number 8. Please send out rescue forces at once. The Technobots volunteer to check out base number 8 and... We also find out that base number three is under attack, and Defensor goes to help. Metroplex makes it clear. If Sixshot is around, he wants a piece of him. At base number three, Sixshot shoots down Defensor. And we see this at Decepticon headquarters on Cha'ar, where Galvatron chides Cyclonus and Scourge to be more like Sixshot. Be like the boy! Be like boy! Be like boy! Also on the base, Counterpunch continues to spy as he wonders why Galvatron is keeping so many Energon cubes. Sorry, what are our plans now, my lord Galvatron? I tell you, I'm going to make history with this next battle. I'm going to Earth now, and soon you shall see. You mean this will be the biggest battle in history? You'll find out soon. <laughs> Counterpunch then runs to warn the Autobots of Galvatron's plan. As he arrives on Earth, he needs to fix something first. Here we are. Oh, I can't look like this. No! That's better. He turns into Punch and reports to Fortress Maximus. While the Autobots debate a course of action, Twincast and Steeljaw roll up on outpost number 11. 
they find Scorponok, along with a lot of dead Autobot generics, probably courtesy of the Decepticon murder squad, uh, and Sixshot arrives at the same time. And Twincast and Sixshot throw down. In the fight, Twincast uh, commands Steeljaw to head back to base as Twincast is shot by Sixshot and defeated. Uh, Steeljaw, believing he is dead, actually cries tears, you know, visible actual tears <laughs> when he sees this uh, before running away. An exposition base on Sydney, RC Daniel and Wheelie watch the Decepticon invasion. They continue to observe as what goes on in exposition base. At the Decepticon base, Punch becomes pun counterpunch once again and sneaks in to spy. Uh, he's checking a bunch of various doors. It's like a Scooby-Doo hallway almost. And uh, one door opens and hits him by accident. It's a Scourge leaving, and he wants to know what counterpunch is doing there. And it's an on-scene. Uh, just give it a listen. Oh, 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 that hurts. Who opened the door? Oh, I'm so sorry. But what are you doing here anyway, huh? Who, what, me? Uh, oh, nothing. I'm just looking for something. Uh, oh, oh, that's strange. Where's he gone? Oh, that was close. Now better take a closer look at this place. Transform! Oh, no, the wrong one. Okay. Let me concentrate this time. Transform! And it, without the translation, the scene is weird. Uh, Counterpunch crawls away. Uh, and he has this transformation glitch, becoming punched by accident where no one can see him before changing back. Uh, I don't think the Omni uh, translation did much to help this. Uh, but it, it is just just a very bizarre scene. Now, as Counterpunch, he overhears Galvatron and Sixshot suspecting Scorponok's betrayal, and then Galvatron finally reveals his plans for Earth. This is Unicorn. The Earth will soon be a part of me. But before I can fulfill my ambitions, I need a lot of transforming parts. They're very vital to my final transformation. Transforming parts? You see, the weakest part of my body is my head. I can't just have any transforming parts. I must have the best parts, and that's from the best warriors. Of course, my lord. Now, besides myself, I consider you to be the next best warrior, Sixshot. Your transforming technique and your parts are some of the best in the galaxy. Do you understand that? Well, of course, there are many others who would sacrifice themselves to serve me, but you're my first choice, Sixshot. <laughs> Unicorn, of course. Why didn't we think of that? Okay, what Galvatron is actually revealing is something called the Grand Galvatron. Uh, this is shown in the animation as Galvatron's head, legs, and arms attached to Unicron's planet form. Uh, to do this, Galvatron needs all of the best parts and asks Sixshot to sacrifice himself for the cause. Counterpunch heads off to report this to the Autobots once again, and Galvatron actually catches a glimpse of him fleeing. Back on Earth, Metroplex tells Fortress Maximus he wants to avenge Ultra Magnus, and as they take off, Punch reports in. Elsewhere on Earth, Sixshot arrives at Scorponok and offers an alliance to the Headmaster Murder Squad. Uh, pretty soon, Fortress Maximus and Metroplex both arrive at the base, as does Galvatron. Uh, a fight breaks out, of course. Scorponok fights Fortress Maximus, the Headmaster Autobots take on Galvatron, and Metroplex fights Sixshot. Steeljaw tends to Twincast and wakes him up. And as the Autobot Headmasters fight Galvatron, he sees Counterpunch and realizes that Counterpunch is the spy. 
the headmaster Autobots use their head formation power to fight Galvatron, dropping giant chunks of an iceberg on him, as the title suggested. Darn, my dream is ruined! Come and help me, somebody, quickly! Then they fire a beam, and Galvatron appears to die in a massive explosion. Uh, the Decepticons, they retreat. The evil Galvatron is now dead, but... Will Scorponok and Six Shot continue with their plans to destroy the Earth? Fortress Maximus, you have to fight them to the very end. And that's the episode. Like I said, it was a bad seven days for the city commanders. First Ultra Magnus, now Galvatron. Um, it does kind of bug me that we don't actually see Galvatron die in the scene. He just explodes, uh, which leaves the door open for him to come back. Whether he does or he doesn't, I don't know. I've never really, I've never watched the Japanese uh, series until now going through it for the show. So your guess is as good as mine if you haven't seen it. Uh, that said, this was an exciting episode overall and one of the better ones of the series. Uh, it introduces Grand Galvatron to the lore, which is also really important because this is something that returns a few decades later in the Unite Warriors toy line. Uh, even got a toy. It was not a fat Galvatron. It was actually uh, an import of the uh, Cyclonus mold, uh, which became the body for Grand Galvatron and then uh, assorted uh, villains from other continuities all being part of the body. Now, of course, we still have a few open threads in the series, such as Metroplex desire for revenge, highbrow decoding the microchip, and now we have a void in leadership with the Decepticons. Will Scorponok take over? Will the rest of the Decepticons join up with that murder squad? We'll have to find out when we get back to the cartoon in this podcast. But next episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. What is it? Find out after this. Thanks for listening to the show. Stick around to hear what's coming up next episode. But first, I want to fill you in on a few ways you can stay in touch with the show. Want to be on the show? Leave us a voicemail at 702-763-4838. That's 702-POD-4TFU. Or send an email to info at tfu.info. Be sure to catch us on Twitter at TFU underscore info and on Facebook and Instagram under the username TFU info, all one word. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TFU info, where we post all of our podcasts plus special video segments, reviews, and live coverage of Transformers-related events such as New York Toy Fair and New York Comic Con. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.tfu.info, the world's longest-running transforming toy archive. Next time on the show, we're staying in Japan, but we're taking a break from the cartoon to return to the Transformers manga. And as you've seen earlier in this episode, it sometimes does play into these cartoon episodes. Uh, we have three more Headmaster stories to cover in the manga, so I hope you join us to check it out. And if you haven't heard any of our previous manga episodes, you know they tend to be wacky and wild. That's going to be a fun time. So please join us and uh, catch us next time around. So until that time, please make sure you check out TFU on social media at TFU underscore info on Twitter. Yes, I'm still calling it Twitter. Um, X is like the new Coke of social media isn't it uh, and TFU info all one word just about everywhere else you can catch us on Facebook threads Instagram Blue Sky Mastodon TikTok YouTube and of course on the web at www.tfu.info home of the world's longest running transforming toy archive so until next time I am your host Anthony Brucali owner operator madman behind TFU.info see you